0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Keep It at 9450, code name WBB, part of the 9450 Women's Basketball Network. I'm Daniel Artest. I got my partner in crime with me, Dot, in the building, calling in from out of location. Dot. what's going on, brother? How you been? Man? What it is, it's popping.
1: Everything is all good. Everything is blessed. Man, I can't wait to get into the All-Star selections and it's going to be a real fun show like i'm ready i'm ready for war this time i love but i'm ready for war let's let's get it (laughs) popping
0: all right let's get it popping the WNBA all-star rosters are set and like what is your thoughts about the roster the player pool so far what's your thoughts
1: i think that the player pool obviously is a great selection of players right of course we'll get into it just a little bit later on but I felt like there could have been players that were more deserving if you will but again I think the player pool itself is definitely a great one is going to be one that will be very entertaining and I'm just excited for the players that were selected I'm very excited for the starters very excited for the reserves I want a big congratulations to everyone who's been selected and it's going to be a fun all-star game
0: yeah, I think it's going to be a real fun All-Star game, man. Just to break it down, we got the Aces and the Sky, they lead the way. They have four All-Stars, and those teams are first and second place in the standings right now. The Aces, though, they have three starters compared to just one for the sh- Chicago Sky. And k listen, like there's no Diana Taurasi. She misses the cut. Ten All-Star appearances in her 18-year career. Would have been more since All-Star wasn't available during her early days or whatever. But are you surprised that she didn't make it?
1: No, I'm actually not surprised. Yeah, she's a household name, but again, when we're talking about production on the floor, she hasn't provided that consistent Diana Taurasi stardom that you would normally see in previous years. Even though that's not taken away from her greatness, of course, I just think that there were other players in this current season that has been much better than Diana Taurasi, and that's okay. So I think that she probably doesn't even care about it from a perspective of listen this is a weekend where i can just enjoy myself be with the kids and just relax so again from looking at her production this year compared to other all-stars that were selected it just doesn't meet the criteria again of course i give kudos to Diane tarazi as
0: always this year just wasn't her year yeah yeah definitely not her year that people have spoken and that's all i would say for it. people was asking me like "Like, how do you feel about i'm like i really don't care man the all-star is a fan thing and the fans voted for whoever they wanted in. And the coaches voted for whoever they wanted in, as well as the media. It is what it is. Let's move on real quick. We got some first-time All-Stars, too, as well. We got Sabrina Unescu, Ryan Howard, Kelsey Plum, and and Jackie Young. All first-time All-Stars. All are having amazing seasons. We talked at nauseum about Ryan Howard. And Kelsey Plum and, and Jackie Young are both having basically most improved player-esque type seasons. But... Sabrina UNESCO, man. What can we say about her in the month of June, KDOT, since she moved off the ball? She's been playing MVP-level basketball, bro.
1: Yeah, and I want to point out that it was a good look by Sandy Brombello to realize that. I think that everybody knew what her skill set is, and if you don't know what her skill set is, that's shame on you, because... She's been doing this since college. Even though she's ball-dominant, quote-unquote ball-dominant, she's not necessarily what we call a traditional point guard. She is a scoring, play a hybrid or combo-type guard where she can have the ball in her hands and make plays and as well as score the basketball, not necessarily running a particular offense. She can be the key point of an offense, with the ball in her hands, but to say that she could come down and actually give you sets to run as a point guard, that's not what her strong point is. Not saying that she can't do it, but we're talking about her strong points. And when she was moved into that, into her natural role in position, the New York Liberty were a different team. They, did, they took a complete 180 from compared to what they did in May. to to what they did in June. they are saying with two losses in June, they have a game tonight, so they could actually increase their winning total uh, for the month of June. And it's definitely changed the mindset of what the New York Liberty is this year because in May, with all of those turnovers that they had with Sabrina playing like the point guard role, it it just didn't look good. And then when they brought in Crystal Dangerfield and then you bring in Marine as their main point guard and then letting Sabrina Unescu play her natural kind of like position or natural role as that scoring playmaking too, it just completely changed. And she is the reason for that. She realized she needed to be in that position in order for the Liberty to be successful and so far they've been very successful in the month of June and I can't be any prouder as a Liberty fan if you take away my analyst, or analyst hat I couldn't be more proud to be a Liberty fan at this point because it looks very well and hopefully is promising continuing into the month of July and then August and we hopefully see them in the playoffs so Sabrina Unescu has done an amazing job. And as a result of that, she is a first-time All-Star and a first-time All-Star who is going to be
0: starting. Yeah, that's facts, man. Like, she's really good. I've been enjoying watching her play and stuff. And just the team, period, on how on how they've been approaching the game since they started the season off, stumbling as they did, being down Didi Richards for a stretch, being down Benajelani as well, and the way they, they have fought to come back has uh, is, is really been dope. And speaking of Benajelani, congratulations to her on getting married to to Jordan Hamilton, shout-out to Jordan Hamilton, too. That's my boy from L.A. Played against him in those, those L.A. men's leagues, like the Drew League and everything like that. Really good player. I'm saying former NBA guy. Shout-out to the Hamilton family and everything. But, yeah, congratulations to you, Benaja. Wishing y'all nothing but longevity in your marriage, man. So, hope y'all have fun. I don't know when they're going to do the honeymoon now they're in season. Just wishing them the best, K-Dot, man. That's all.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Congratulations for sure.
0: Yes, sir. All right, so now we got to get to it, K-Dot. The All Star Snubs. And I only have three players. I have Alicia Gray and I have Elena Deldon. And guess what, Kata, I have as a snub now? I have Kelsey Mitchell as a snub, Kata, I do. So all that war you about to talk about, that war is dead, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that war is done. See, look, I just negated your home, your whole plan. All
1: right, all right. I guess a truce could be even before the war starts. The truce could be set.
0: Yes, sir. Now, but uh, let's talk about uh, Alicia gray real quick, right? Gold medal leash. And she is just, it's a product of her environment is what I call it. Why she's not an all-star because Dallas is not having a very good season. And Alicia gray has to pay for that by, by not becoming an all-star. She's having a career year across the board. I think she's averaging close to 15 points five-and-a-half rebounds and making two-and-a-half threes a game. She's getting the block. She's getting the steals defensively. She's just been really good. It's just too bad that as a team, Dallas isn't very good, so they only get one all-star in Arike agumbo But Alicia Gray is definitely deserving to be on this team, K-Dot.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think that one of the problems from a voting standpoint is you can look at what her position is. The Dallas Wings has her listed as a guard and a guard only, but she has played guard and forward for the Dallas Wings even since she's been drafted. Former Rookie of the Year, she's able to play those multiple spots. She can go as as up to the fourth spot when they play small ball when they have Arike, Marina, I think Kayla Thornton will play center in in, in that regard. Even Izzy will play center in in, in that regard in certain lineups that they play. But Alicia Gray, from an offensive standpoint and from a defensive standpoint, is definitely, in my opinion, an all-star this year. And it's such a sad thing to see that she was snubbed. But again, when you're looking at what the roster is built, built upon, we look at it, from a fan standpoint and from a lot of things, a coach's standpoint. And my biggest surprise is that I didn't see, and I could be wrong, I didn't see a lot of the coach vote for it. Now, a lot of the fans, I do believe that, of course, Gamecock Nation, they were going to be hands down all over the the fan vote. But from a coach's standpoint, I just didn't see it as much And I think that with the way she's played this year, she's definitely been deserving of an all-star selection. I just think it's unfortunate that she hasn't been selected. That will be even more motivation for her to continue to keep doing what she's doing and catapult herself and forcing people to watch her and say, listen, I am. Her, I know. Again, it's been one of those unfortunate things, but I think that she will definitely use this as motivation. That's always a cliche thing. You don't get selected for an All Star, sir. You're gonna use it as motivation to prove everybody wrong. But in this case, like that's indeed true. I love Alicia Gray as a player, as a person. She is such an incredible, an incredible player and such a pivotal part of that Dallas Wings team. It was a shame that she wasn't selected, but she will definitely be an All Star one day.
0: Yeah, I agree. She should definitely be an All-Star. It's just, like I said, product of your environment, man. And that's what's unfortunately keeping her from being an All-Star this year, man. Just hope that she can still stay consistent so she can get another chance to be one as her career goes down. Well, as her career goes on. (laughs) That's what I meant. But um, let's move on to another snub. And let's talk about Kelsey Mitchell real quick. Because here's my thing, K-Dot. I was against calling Kelsey a snub since her team is in last place. But then... I had to take a look, k And I realized that the Dallas Wings, Los Angeles Sparks, Minnesota Lynx are all bad teams as well. And those three teams ahead of Indiana, they got at least one player voted into the All-Star game. So I had to take back my original opinion that Kelsey Mitchell shouldn't be considered an All-Star snub. No. Listen, she's fourth in the league in scoring, right, at almost 20 a game. But more impressive, though, than the scoring is that how she's leading this young fever team, to a better season than a year ago. So I totally understand that she would be considered an all-star snub. You don't hear no complaining coming out of her or whatever. You just hear her, you just see her balling. And so got to give a lot of credit to that. And even though Indiana is at the bottom right now, like it would be worse if Kelsey Mitchell wasn't on that team right now.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree, and I want to just go some, go through some, some things from a profile standpoint. And this is brought to you by Cerebro Sports. Uh, Kelsey Mitchell has been on a tear this year. To her peers, she is definitely a, a top tier, a tier three type guard in this league. And even though the record doesn't reflect like her leadership and from a winning standpoint. You absolutely right, D.A. when you compare it to other teams in the league who has at least one player in the All-Star game that doesn't have a great record who are sub-500 teams. It's hard not to argue why Kelsey Mitchell isn't an All-Star as well. So... When it comes to her pure scoring prowess, and this is on a level of as much as a hundred when we're talking about cerebral Sports and the analytics behind it. She's listed at she's listed in the top ten at seventy-eight. And what that means is her volume and scoring versus her efficiency upon that volume is incredibly great and listed at a seventy-eight as many shots that she takes. She's very efficient in taking those shots. So with her true scoring percentage, her true shooting percentage at 56.5%, and then her efficiency at a field goal standpoint is at 51%. And then when you look at her three-point shooting, she's at 40, she's at 40%. She's at 40%. She's, at 40%. she's literally in the 50-40-90 category this year as a player. So it's very hard to argue her not being knowing that she has that ability, right? And then scoring in the top four in the WNBA at nineteen point two points per game. So I do definitely agree with you on DA. And when it comes to that winning all star game is definitely one for the fans the popular player. And she's one of those players that is absolutely cooking in the league. Unfortunately, of course, the record doesn't reflect it, but hey it's still an all-star game at the end of the day. So I do agree with you when it comes to Kelsey.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And our last one is Elena Deldon. And now I get it too. I think that what Elena played in what, 13 games and out of the 21 games for the Mystics. But that reasoning on her being snub because we've seen it. She's They said, hey, it was the games played. She didn't play that many games. It shouldn't negate her from being an All-Star. Why? Because Kalia Copper, Sylvia Fowles, who both are All-Stars, played 13 games and 14 games respectively this season. And let's be real too, k When Del Don has played, she's obviously been the best player on this Mystics team. Is it really far-fetched to say that she's having an MVP-type season in those 13 games she's played in? Like you see the winning and the numbers she put up. It says otherwise to me. Honestly, I think that she should have been an all star, even though she missed eight games. Just by the, just by saying what happened with Sylvia Fowles missing games due to the injury, Kalea Copper missing games due to her mm-hmm. o- her overseas commitments, man. So, w- what's your thoughts on EDD?
1: I like your argument for EDD, but at the same time, to be honest with you, does she really want to be an all star? Would she rather get this rest, this extended vest that the plan for the Mystics all along? has been to make sure she maintains like, her ability so that when the playoffs rolls around, she'll be full-fledged and ready. For me, I get it. Being named in All-Star would be a huge accomplishment. But at the same time, with the activities and everything that's going to be happening, having to go along, yeah. being in Chicago, maybe it takes this time for her to get, get a little bit of rest. Now, you're absolutely right about her impact to the Mystics when she's on the floor versus when she's off the floor. Right, like the Mystics are clearly a better team when Alain Belladon is playing compared to when she's not playing. The record, I think, speaks for itself. I believe that they're nine and four when she's in the, on those 13 games, and I believe they're on sub 500 when she's not playing in those games. From that standpoint, it is definitely, I think, that from a number standpoint, it, it definitely meets the realm. She's a top. As of right now, and again, this is brought to you by Cerebro Sports from an analytics standpoint. She is a top 14 player in the league. The first, I believe two weeks ago, she was sitting at number 10 as a top player in the league. And she's actually shown abilities to where she can take over games anytime she wants. So I do agree with you, Ivan could possibly be a snub. But I really don't think, me personally, I really don't think Elena, Elena Belladon doesn't even mind of her being a snub this year. Knowing what the overall goal is going to be at the end of the season, and that's trying to get back to the championship and trying to retake their throne when they were champions back in 2019. It is always good to be listed as an All Star because that's an accolade that adds to your legacy. But at the same time, she's probably I'll keep it i keep it clean at rest for a little while, and we'll just. Move on from there try to get this championship.
0: I guess I will agree with you on that, man. But at least she could just get the all star nod and be and just decline it. But uh, speaking of that, we're going to do a little bit of something. We're going to do something different today, K. Dot. We are going to do the first annual 9450 Women's Basketball Network All Star Draft. Let's get it. Let's get it rocking, KD. Let's get it rocking with the all-star draft. We got these co-captains, Asia Wilson and Sue Bird, and Brianna Stewart and Sylvia Fowles. Those are the both those are the captains of each team. So KD, I'm gonna let you get first. You will select your set of captains and then I'll go behind you.
1: All right, I don't even know why you let me go first because I'm definitely going. I'm definitely going with Adrian Wilson and Sue Bird. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm going to select. I guess with me selecting which co-captains, you will essentially get the first pick in starters, being that you have Sylvia Files and Brianna Stewart.
0: All right, cool. But I- I'm gonna make our first pick for the both of us, and with the first pick of this draft, we both. Going to go with Brittany Griner, who's an honorary starter, and uh, free her. I'm saying it's been too long. I think 132 days now. Just free her so she can come home. In the situation is looking scary now. We've seen the last post of her, how she's walking in the video, how they got her chained up like she's some type of cage dog or something like that. It's just sad, K dot, for this situation. Our love goes to a BG.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right. So you said you got Adrian Wilson. And Sue Bird. Now, go more in-depth on, on on them two players right there so far on, on this season.
1: Yeah, so, again, with Asia Wilson, let's start off there. Asia Wilson is having one of her best seasons, arguably since her bubble season. And she's been very consistent as her career has moved along. But I think this year, right, this year could arguably be – one of the absolute best seasons that she's had both offensively and defensively, which in records prior or episodes prior, we've talked about Asia kind of being the clear cut MVP and defensive Player of the year. Now, there has been a few games. The argument has the race for the argument has caught up with Asia Wilson with Brianna Stewart right behind her, arguably having just as well as the offensive and defensive defensive season. But I still believe that with the Aces still having the best record in the WNBA, I think that with Asia Wilson, she's incredibly is the clear cut still front runner of the MVP and defensive player of the year. Now moving forward to Sue Bird, of course Sue Bird, she announced her retirement about two weeks ago. There's definitely going to be a lot of news behind her final season and with her being an honorary co captain is definitely something that's worth noting. A career professional. She has she has the all time the WNBA all time wins in three hundred and twenty four after last night's win versus the ACES and leading Yeah, in assists, the WNBA leader in assists as well. A very decorated career for Sue Bird. And she's just been incredible since she's came out of UConn. And she's definitely Seattle's Seattle's golden child, right? The person that, that was the glue to all of those championship teams, even with Lauren Jackson, Yolanda Griffith. Swim Cash when she was there, and now you have Drew Lloyd and Grant. We're going to we're losing an absolute legend at the end of the season, and it's going to be something that will be talked about. And we can't wait to see what other endeavors she will have after her career is done. And I think it's a very is a very good feel good ending for Sue Bird. I want to big congratulations to her, and definitely the All Star that she is. She's the consummate professional. And I just wish her well. Now, I'm gonna get off of my soapbox because I'm getting ready to get a little emotional talking about the whole Superbird situation, and I'm gonna go to you, which will probably be even more emotional when we're talking about Sylvia Files. So let's talk about Brianna Stewart and Sylvia Files. All
0: right, cool. Yeah. So with Brianna, man, she, I say this, and early in the season, we knew that. Let's just say Asia was. 12 steps, maybe 13, 14 steps ahead of the pack in this MVP race. But Brianna, she considerably closed that gap. I think that she's, like you said, right behind her. I would say she's three three paces behind her for the lead, to be honest. And because her offense has picked up a lot, but on the defensive side, I didn't know that she had this type of defense in, in her game. And that was that's what caught my eye. I honestly think that Brianna actually in the Defensive Player of the Year race actually passed Asia at this point right now what I'm saying? Not in the MVP, but definitely in the Defensive Player of the Year. And for Sylvia, man, what more can we say? One of the greatest uh, post players in women's basketball history. It's just sad that she's going to call it a career after this because she has a lot of game left for her, man. Like, she literally, the, her tanking empty. I'm saying with basketball, she has a lot of game left. And you just wish that her team was good this year. It's just little injuries. And then you got Nafisha getting having the baby. Congratulations again to them. And so, it's just like on the sad note to for her to go out, probably not making the playoffs or whatever. But overall, really great post player. And was glad to see her over the years winning championships, just being her dominant self, man. Like you, I don't want to get too emotional as well, man. I love, I have a soft spot for post players and everything. So, let's just get on to the draft, K-Dot, right? and pick the rest of the starters. So, I got the first pick, and... With my first pick for the starters, man, I gotta go to the play of the month for the month of June, Kade. We already know who that is. That's Sabrina Unesco, man. I gotta get some off the ball action. I need some scoring, some triple double threats and stuff. And pairing her with Brianna on that pick and roll gonna be lethal, bro. So that's my pick, Sabrina Unesco. Who you got? We'll be back after a quick break.
1: I'm Chris Stemp. I'm Donnie Stemp, two brothers on this strange rock hurtling
0: through space.
1: I don't know, man, this
0: rock is in trouble. The Week on Earth is a new podcast on climate change and the state of the planet. We're talking cars, carbon, trees, toilet paper,
1: apocalypse, utopia, and most importantly, human behavior. We need to put the emotion into this story. How do we move from an extractive society to a regenerative society? Pretty twisted. Pretty twisted. And it gets worse. (laughs) It's changed my entire outlook.
0: From the Peabody Award-winning producer of Netflix's Fantastic Fungi, The Week on Earth, new episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right, I think I'm going to go on the win. And this player is definitely a most improved candidate, along with her counterpart with the Las Vegas Aces. But it's not that. I'm going with Jackie Young. I need some perimeter defense, and I need some scoring on top of that. The ultimate two-way player in Jackie Young, so I'm going to take Jackie Young.
0: Oh, you bugging, son. Oh, my goodness. Sorry for my New York sling, but you bugging. I ain't got to say nothing. I'm not even giving a name out. I'm going Candace Parker, man, listen. Come on, really. Candace Parker, that's it. That's my pick, man. <laughs> go ahead, bro.
1: I got you, and I see your Candace Parker, and if you want to go, Candace Parker. I am going to take John Kuo, John
0: Yo, that's tough. You got John Quell. Oh, man. Okay, so you got John Quayle. I So far, I got Brianna, Sylvia, Sabrina, Candace. All right, so cool, I got a nice little starting five. So I'm going to get Kelsey Plum to round out my starting five.
1: With you getting Kelsey Plum, I'm going to round mine out with uh, Necco Abumke.
0: All right, man. For the reserves. So, for the reserve, we got Ariel Atkins from Washington, Kalea Copper from Chicago, Skylar Diggins Smith from Phoenix, Ryan Howard from Atlanta, Jewel Lloyd from Seattle, Arike Ogumbawale from Dallas, Courtney Vandersloot from Chicago, Deerica Hamby from Las Vegas, Natasha Howard from the Liberty, Brianna Jones from Connecticut, Emma Misaman. From the Chicago Sky and Alyssa Thomas from the Connecticut Sun. Kade, this reserve team, this picks is about to be crazy, bro. Man, I don't think I. Since I have first pick for the starters, you get the first pick for the reserves. Let's get to it. Who you got?
1: All right, so I need to. I need some backcourt. I need some backcourt help. I need some backcourt help. So I am going to go with Skylar Diggins Smith. As my first pick off the reserve, high volume scorer can handle the rap, so I'm gonna go with Scholar Biggie Smith.
0: Yo, that's tough, man. I gotta go with. I gotta match you with that. So I, I gotta go with the person that actually beat her in the finals last year. That finals MVP KFC khalia copper from the Chicago Sky. It's it's. What more can you say about her, man? And since she came back, she started out a little bit slow, but then she picked up real quick, Kada. She's having a she's having an amazing season. All right, go ahead. Who's your next pick?
1: Absolutely. So again, I'm gonna take I'ma take it and I'm gonna go into the front court and I'm gonna go with my girl and I'm gonna and I'm gonna actually steal her. I'm gonna steal her basically from Chicago. Everybody's gonna look at me crazy right now, but I'm going I'm gonna meet some Emma Misaman has been having a really good year. And with her shooting and her size, like I'm gonna need some more size in there. Even though I know I got NECA, I know I got Asia, I know I got John Quell, but i yeah, Emma Misaman to that. Matter of fact, I'm gonna let Emma Mieserman play play some guard, you know and I'm saying, and get her get her acclimated the handle the box. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Emma Misaman right
0: there. Yeah, I hear you, man. And I got somebody that can guard her. Man, I'm going with Ryan Howard out of Atlanta. Man, I know she's young, and I probably could have got her late in the draft, but I need her now. I'm saying someone that actually has the size that can guard her, and that can also get a bucket too for me. Who's your next pick, K-Dot?
1: All All right, my next pick. I'm going with I'm going with the Mamba, Drew Lloyd. I need that. I need some more backcourt um, scoring. You have Kelsey Plum back there, so I need somebody that can match that. So I'm gonna go with Drew Lloyd.
0: Wow. Okay. This is going to be, yo, this is, this is a good draft so far, man. I'm having a lot of fun doing this. My next one is a post player, a lot of energy. I'm saying just brings it every night and she has a very beautiful daughter and she's staying in Vegas because of that. Cause her daughter wanted to say, I, her, because her daughter wanted to stay. I got to go with Derek and from the Las Vegas aces. I need some energy and everything. I know the all-stars supposed to be fun, but we're trying to win. We're trying to win. Who's your next pick?
1: I feel you. And I'm gonna probably try to match that. I know I got a lot of good front court players, but listen, I'm gonna go with Brianna Jones. I'm so much of a stickler for those games that can rebound and give you a nice outlet pass. And Brianna Jones is one of those one of the ones. So I'm gonna go with Brianna Jones on that on this one.
0: Yeah, I'll match up Brianna Jones with her teammate, MVP candidate right now, K Doc. MVP candidate? You think? Yes, we going with Alyssa Thomas, man. You know what I'm saying? Playing with them shoulders like that and still putting in that work. Yeah. And I'm surprised that we didn't even pick her first, but I got her, and that's all that matters. Who's your next pick?
1: All right. My next pick, I need some three point shooting. I'm going with Ariel Atkins.
0: Second time All Star.
1: the uh, Tremendous shooter of what she brings to the Mystics. You can't leave her open. So I'm going to go with Ariel Atkins.
0: Man, that's tough, man. Okay, so yeah, we winding down right now. I right, I gotta go with the legendary Sloop Guard. I'm going with Courtney Van Der I need somebody to run that second unit as we run y'all down and and, and win this All Star game. So Courtney Van Der that's my pick.
1: All right, so I'm gonna take the scoring away from you, and I'm gonna go with also. I got I basically got a lot of scoring. Uh, my front, I think my front court is solid, and then I got my scoring. I'm good. I'm good to go.
0: Yeah, that's tough. And I guess I got the last pick, and that means I am rolling with Natasha Howard from the New York Liberty. Do-it-all forward defense, a little bit of offense. I'm having a surprise all-star season as well. I was actually surprised she got picked to to be a part of the reserves, but I'm cool with that. So the teams are this, for Team DA we got Brianna Stewart, Sylvia Fowles, Sabrina Unesco, Candace Parker, Kelsey Plum as a starters. And for the reserves, I got Claire Copper, Ryan Howard, Derrick Hanby, Alyssa Thomas, Courtney Vandersloot, and Natasha Howard. And for KDOT, for Team KDOT, we got Aja Wilson, Sue Bird, Jackie Young, Quell Jones, Neko Agumake, Skylar Diggins-Smith, Emma Miesman, Drew Lloyd, Dang, Kato, you got a good team. <laughs> brianna Jones, Ariel Atkins, and Arike Ogumba-Wale. Yeah, this is actually pretty, pretty solid draft that we had. I had a lot of fun doing it and everything. So tell us like about your team a little bit, what you got going on.
1: Yeah, I think there's there's a mixture of a little bit of toughness, a little bit of versatility, a lot of shooting, a lot of scoring. The biggest thing for me is just figuring out what my starting five looks like. Basically, who's going to play the three, I think, uh, I I think Mecca is going to have to play the three in this case, being that I got those three front court front women in Asia Wilson, John Jones, and Mecca. And then, of course, with Jackie Young and Sue starting in the backcourt. Very big up front, very big up front. That's going to be the, the key. And then with my reserves, bringing in tons of scoring with Drew Lee and then Skylar the smith they can all handle the block. I can mix and match on time I want. And then with in and Ariel Atkins as a shooter. Uh, and, and then Deanna Jones, of course, coming off as a reserve. Got a lot going on, so I think I can mix it up a little bit from, from a versatility and then from a scoring standpoint.
0: Yeah, my team, I like my starting five a lot, man. I think that we got a lot of versatile players, you know what I'm saying? And then we got somebody to throw the ball into if we need a quick bucket in, in Sylvia. And as far as my bench, man, we got the finals MVP. We got the M- one of the MVP candidates and everything. We got a rookie that's really good. I think that we kind of balance. I will admit, though, Kata, I do think that your bench is better than mine. I will say that. I think that when you got Jewel and Enrique on the same team together, yeah, that's that's tough. I wish I would have at least got one of them. But I still think that we got a lot of hard play. We got a lot of grit on our team and stuff. So you better hope y'all can score because we playing defense, man. You know what I'm saying? It should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it should be a fun one. It should- and on that side, when they actually do the draft, man, the draft should definitely be inter- interesting. So we actually going to come back and touch back on the draft, actually, and see how how it actually lines up with what we did and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it should be fun. I'm actually excited that they doing this, like the playground-style draft. Like, it should be like this or whatever and brings more eyes to it and everything. So it should definitely be a lot of fun. And of course you want to know who's the first pick. And then of course you want to know who's the dead last pick. And, I'm, and yeah, that's the thing right there. Who's the last pick draft? That's what it's going to be. And honestly, I think that if, when they do the real draft, I don't think the rookies, I don't think Ryan Howard's going to be last. I might think Ariel Atkins might go last, bro. But Who knows? Who knows, man? Who knows? But uh, let's get on out of here, K Dot. Thank you for listening to Keep It It 9450. Coding the W brought to you by the 9450 Women's Basketball Network. Don't forget to follow us at the9450WBB on Instagram and Twitter. Follow K Dot. On Instagram and Twitter at K.Lew3H. You can follow me at Daniel Show on Instagram and Twitter as well. And with that being said, we're getting out of here. Thank y'all for listening to us. Oh, and by the way, I just want to say seriously, thank you to everybody that's listening to us because checking the podcast analytics, I always like to know what I'm doing because I like to cater to the listeners. So since May 4th, when we announced that we reached our 10,000th download, We're actually almost at 20,000 downloads already right here on on June 30th. So I just want to say thank y'all for really boosting the show up, man. We really appreciate it. And with that being said, Daniel Ortiz here. Got KDOT. Love is love. Peace. Peace out.